Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Come on. Can we give a shout to Jesus right now? Just lift up the name. Lift up the name. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus is Lord. We honor you, Lord. God, we thank you for what you're doing in the service, God. We thank you for your power and your presence and your faith that's in this place, Lord. I just, I just felt that while Jessica was having us, having us dance in that river, just kind of move around and, and have a drink. I feel that. I feel like that's a message for us. What Pastor Jesse was sharing in Psalms chapter 1, that we're planted by a river whose streams never run dry. I feel like that's a message for our community. It's a message for the church. You said you had a dream about it, right? All right, well, I'm just going to honor Chris's idea here. Um, <laughs> I trust my friends. Um, yeah, so Jessica preached um, on, Mon- on Sunday about um, Psalm 1, and I think it was, uh, uh, it might have been Thursday night. No, it was Wednesday night, Thursday night. Okay, so it was Thursday night to Friday morning. I had a dream, and uh, in the dream, I had two different sets of leaders come to me, and, um, and while we were sitting at our table, uh, they said, hey, your church isn't supposed to be like Disneyland. It's supposed to be like Psalm 1. And uh, this, uh, this couple, actually, Steve and Wendy Backling came into the dream, and, and they said that to me. And then uh, a friend of mine that works at Jesus Culture, she also came in the dream and said that to me. And it was, uh, anyway, it was super powerful. I, I don't, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what the fullness of it means, but um, that's what I got, yeah. Does anybody else know what that dream means? Disneyland is where people go to check out from reality. But Psalms chapter 1 is where people go to become reality. See, for too long, we in the church, we've been coming to church to check out from the rest of life instead of coming to church to take the kingdom to the rest of life. I'm going to preach a message this morning that's going to be dramatic. It's going to be faith imparting. It's also going to be offensive. Uh, Blessed is he who is not offended in Chris. It's going to challenge you to step into that river, to embed yourself into the presence of God and see the kingdom of God show up in every sphere of your life. You are not meant to go from sad story to sad story. You're meant to go from glory to glory. If there's a sad story in your life right now, don't look at the sad story. Look at the author and perfecter, the author that writes a better story and a better prognosis for your future. Jesus is writing a story with your life, and it's not a story of trial to trial. It's a story of overcoming to overcoming. You are not living in a desert. You are living in a promised land. Opened up your eyes and see the one who's walking with you. You're going to triumph in every area of life. Can you say amen? So this is going to be, this is going to be dramatic. It's going to be powerful. Um, I'm privileged to be here. I am one of the pastors here, whether you realize it or not. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. I, uh, I was in Phoenix last week preaching at a conference. I think my wife and I, two weeks before that, were in Omaha hosting an event. 
Um, we've been seeing incredible stuff go on. Can I share a couple testimonies? And I'm going to share some stories, and we're going to pray for people right at the beginning a little bit. And then uh, we're also going to give a call at the end, and the Holy Ghost is going to really touch people dramatically through the service. So feel free. Don't wait till the end of the service to get healed. Don't wait till the end of the service to get touched by his presence. The present one, King Jesus, is here right now. I feel his presence like waves washing over me right now. You can experience his joy at any moment. Amen. So uh, we had an awesome week. Last week, we were there in Phoenix at a church called Awaken Life in the north side of Phoenix, um, doing a conference there. It was the Awaken Life Supernatural Conference. God was showing up in dramatic ways. The way I got connected to this church, you know, God wants to have so many stories coming out of our lives that, like, we forget them. Like, you're like, there's, like, so much that happened. Like John, like writes, he says, if we could write about the things that Jesus did, there wouldn't be enough pages. That's normal Christian life. That's not Christian life for just one or few. Or, that's normal Christian life for all of us. So if you ever hear a story, if you ever hear a testimony, recognize that God is speaking to you about what he wants to do in and through your life. God is no respecter of persons. He's not doing certain things and special things just with a few special people. He's doing special things with ordinary people because he's an extraordinary God. You serve an extraordinary God. You walk with an extraordinary God. Your life gets to look extraordinary. But Chris, my life looks very ordinary. Yes, because your life is a mixture of ordinary moments of practicing his presence and his purposes in which his power and dominion begins to show up in every area of life. So this, this couple, these pastors, they came up to me at a meeting. I don't even remember this. And they said, hey, could you pray with us in agreement? Because we have a gal in our church that's been suffering from epilepsy. She goes into epileptic fits repeatedly, and we're believing God for breakthrough. And I, I don't know why. I don't even remember this happening. This is their words with me. They said, I looked at them, and I said, you're going to go lay hands on her, and she's going to be completely healed. And then I slapped the assistant pastor, the associate pastor, the, the wife. I slapped her hands. She fell out under the power of God, and for the next 24 to 48 hours was vibrating in the glory of God. Her husband had to drive the car because she was so drunk in the spirit after the meeting going back to Phoenix. The power of God was all over this gal. She ended up, I wasn't even ministering in these meetings. This wasn't even me preaching to my knowledge. They just came up for prayer. So you don't have to be preaching to see God do great miracles. You simply need to be available. And just let his words be in your mouth because the same words in his mouth, when they're in your mouth, they're the same words that carry the same power. God's word in your mouth is just as powerful as God's word in his mouth. You can write that down in your notes if you wish. I see a few people writing that down. So they go back to their church. They go to the hospital. They lay hands on this girl. The, the, the wife, the pastor's wife, starts vibrating under the power of God again as they're praying over this little girl, this, um, I think she's a teenager. Since that day, she has had no signs no seizures, and no longer takes what was called to be lifelong prescription of medication for epilepsy. Some of you in this room, you were born with things that you're going to leave here without today. Just because you had a prognosis over your life that gave one prognosis, God has a higher prognosis for you today. His prognosis is life forevermore. His prognosis is health. His prognosis is wealth. His prognosis is eternal life. When I say wealth, I'm talking about money. I'm talking about joy. I'm talking about purpose. I'm talking about everything. His purpose for you far exceeds all you can ask, think, hope, or imagine. His purpose for you is massive. 
Jesus didn't die for us to live ordinary lives. Now, yes, you have ordinary tasks. The Reagans have four daughters that they're raising very well. They have ordinary tasks. When their daughters were young, their daughters may have had experiences like my beautiful daughter has called blowouts, where you take them in the car and there's an explosion from below. Our daughter, Lily, one time, she had a blowout in the car seat and it scared her. Yeah, it scared me too. There are things that you come up with in life or things that come across your path that seem daunting, that seem smelly. But guess what? They invented these things called baby wipes. And as soon as you wipe the mess up, the mess has gone away. In Jesus Christ, the mess of your life gets to be wiped up. The sadness, the fear, the confetti coming out of the AC gets to be clean out of your life. Is there more? Praise God. It's awesome. So we went to this church last week. This was really fun. Um, in one of the meetings on Sunday morning, the Lord saved a bunch of people. It was beautiful. People coming up to the altar on their knees, giving their lives to him, weeping. The pastor told me, so we've been believing for those people to get saved. Isn't that beautiful? Who are you believing for to get saved? It's too late for the devil. I want to encourage you, if you're in this room, I want you to start praying for at least five people in your life that you, that you know that don't know the Lord. You could start, you can invite them to church. You can invite them here. You can invite them to outreach. If you invite them to outreach, they'll get saved. Jay will lead them to Jesus on Tuesday nights. We do outreach every Tuesday at the Huntington Beach Pier. So there's people getting saved in the church. It was beautiful. There was a man there who, gosh, he was in his 60s, and he had been in some type of accident, had surgeries, different things like that. He had a walker. He didn't look Um, I don't think anyone ever has to have a walker based on your age. I I believe if Moses could be 120 and could be walking around, his eyes never grew dim and his body never grew weak, I don't believe that age has to be a determining factor on the strength of God in you. If you want to keep believing that way, you can. And as you think, you'll receive. But there's something more for life. So this man, he's, he's racked with pain. They put two metal rods along his spine to stabilize his spine. Now, mind you, when you put metal in your body, you can't bend. So he's sitting in his chair, and I, I looked at him, and I just said, what do you need from God? And all of a sudden, he started weeping. You know, your need is a seed for a miracle. Your need is a seed for your miracle. I looked at him, I said, what do you need? He started weeping, just started weeping. And I could feel the compassion of God just moving in the service. See, compassion is the energy of heaven for transformation in your life. Jesus Christ was moved with compassion every time he healed, every time he delivered, every time he did anything. He went to the cross for the joy set before him. Out of compassion, he endured all of our brokenness so that we could receive all of his life. Jesus isn't struggling with sin, sickness, or death anymore. We don't have to either. He has dominion over all the powers of darkness. And guess what? You do too. I'm going to get there in a little bit as soon as I start preaching. I haven't even started the message yet. So this man, he's in his chair. He just starts weeping. Before you know it, he's up, moving around, doing things he can't do. He's walking down the aisle and... I said, what's going on with you? He goes, I'm wiggling my toes. I said, what do you mean? He said, I've been paralyzed. I can't move my toes. 
His toes are moving. He starts bending to the left and to the right in his chair. Before, he could move this far. Now, he can move all the way over to the side, both ways. Now, mind you, I don't know what God did with the metal. We didn't have an x-ray machine. Some people, they're waiting. Well, I want to make sure the doctors approve of something. Do you know doctors can't even testify to miracles? They'll lose their license. Did you know that? They're licensed by the world to practice medicine, not to judge miracles of God. See, a lot of people, they're waiting for, you know, a doctor to approve what, what God's done. What if we just believe what God did? Now, some of us, this, I'm getting more and more offensive by the minute. I realize that. I realize that. But see, if you had a tumor and now it's gone, I would say something happened. I was in those meetings as well. There was a woman and she said, you know, I got healed of cancer three years ago. All these tumors disappeared out of my body. But I just went for a checkup and they said that there's this little thing over here and they think it's cancer. And I'm kind of worried. Would you pray for me that I won't be afraid? And I told her, I said these words. These words came out of me. and I believe it was by the spirit. It has to be by the spirit or else it's not going to work. These words came out of me and I said these words. I said, if you don't like the report, quit going to the reporter. Now, you can take that if you want to. You don't have to do that. It's up to you. If somebody told me every day that I was a sinner and that I wasn't righteous and that what God did wasn't good enough for me, I would quit listening to them. The Bible says I'm a saint. The Bible says I don't struggle with sin anymore. The Bible says I am a slave of righteousness. What does that mean? That means that no matter what I do, (laughs) Christ is in me. And if I'm doing things that don't line up with the word, it's because I'm not believing the word. God sent his word, Christ, to us to deliver us from sin, depression, sickness, disease, oppression, bitterness. These things don't belong to you anymore. Quit walking in them. You don't have to do it. We don't have to do it. When that man was healed with the paralyzed toes and he's bending all over, I felt our king in the room and... Uh, I don't know how to describe this. Man, Jesus, I feel his presence here right now. Praise God. Jesus is Lord. Say Jesus is Lord. Lord. Feel him right now. He's here. a dollar bill on the pulpit. (laughs) Praise God. I felt the Lord in the, in the service there. And, uh, something happened. It was really weird. I've never had this happen. Maybe, maybe once I did it, but only time it ever happened in a service, myself and people 
throughout the service, when this guy got healed, we felt the Lord there. I was on my knees weeping, just, just overwhelmed. All of a sudden, the power of God hit the place, and people started taking off running around the church, literally running in circles around the church. It was radical. Crazy miracles broke out. It was incredible. God will do it again. He's faithful. God wants to do stuff with our lives. Go with me um, to Exodus chapter 33, and then I'm, I'm going to pray for people as you're turning there. I really feel like we need to pray right now for anyone in this room that has any issues related to babies. Now, they might not even be in the room. I'm going to leave that very open. That could be issues. I'm just going to leave it very open. Any issues related to babies. If that makes sense to you, or if you want us to pray for someone that's not here, first, if it makes sense to you, put your hand up, right? Babies, anything with babies, anything related to babies. This could be, I'm leaving it very broad because you know what I'm talking about. I could, sure. All right, God's gonna do miracles around this topic. I could really feel his grace here so strong. I feel his compassion. All right, also, if you put your hands down for just a sec, if you want us to pray for someone that's related to you that has an issue with a baby, put your hand up. All right, those of you that are in the second group, I'm gonna have you stay sitting, but I'm gonna have you get your phone out and text the person. Why? Because we've seen this happen all the time. People get healed through text messages. Two weeks ago, on a Facebook Live video, a woman was healed of cataracts through a Facebook Live video we did. Cataracts disappeared out of her eyes over video. So there's no, no limits or no distance in the spirit. We have our kids in our kids' church. We showed the video a few weeks ago of Caden uh, praying for people over an Instagram Live for his mom and people getting healed and then people got healed here off the video. There's no distance in the spirit. God's arm is not too short that it cannot reach into these situations. But he's waiting for us to partner with his desire to heal. When you release the word, that's when the miracle happens, amen? So I'm gonna have those of you that raised your hand for the first group that need a miracle for a baby, I want you to stand up. Go ahead, any baby miracles? I didn't, I see, I see. there's a, a little headgear there, like a little baseball. Why don't you guys jump up too? I didn't know that, I didn't, there's, God's gonna do something. All around this room. So anyone that raised your hand, you're like baby stuff. I felt like there was a couple other people that raised their hands on the first one. Just quickly stand up, Okay. God's going to do some really dramatic miracles. Some of these things, uh, for some of you are standing, you'll have to test once you're married, praise God. But uh, <laughs> for the rest of you, just stretch your hands towards them. Just stretch your hands towards them. I just feel like, I'm going to pray for you, but I feel like you're supposed to pray. Just go ahead and pray. Oh, Father, we just, whew. I thank you for your hand, God, that's on, that's on these people right now. We thank you for your hands that are tangibly on each one of these people, God. We just we thank you, Father, that heaven is invading every situation, every place that someone is standing for or standing in for, God, that heaven is invading the situation right now. We speak healing over everything that has to do with babies right now. We speak healing. We speak babies being born. We speak healthy babies. We speak babies turning. We speak babies being formed, hands, arms, legs, mind, ears, babies being formed, babies that are uh, heads that are being shaped perfectly. We, just, we speak life into every situation right now. We speak life into every situation, every situation, God. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. You guys can sit. 
that are standing, I can just feel the power of God here so strong. How many of you that just stood, you could feel the power of God touching you when we pray? You don't have to feel something, but there's things I just want to get, give testimony. You can feel God's power. Put it up really high. I just want to say, awesome. That's awesome. God, we just bless what you're doing. So anyone that you, you know, a family member or something like that, I want you to get your phone. I want you to text them and just say, we just prayed for babies at church. God's doing a miracle today in Jesus' name. I want you to do that. I want you to do that. You know, if, if, if you don't do it, it still could happen, but it might not because it gets triggered by the word being released. You know, whatever you preach is what you get in church. Did you know that? You preach complaining, you preach poverty, you're going to get that. You preach that Jesus is the miracle worker, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. I want to say something. You're not in the darkness. You're in the light. You bring light to the darkness. When we sing a song like that, you're singing about where you're going towards with light. You're not singing about your own life. <laughs> God, we just thank you for that little, that little perfectly round head in Jesus' name. I had a little bowling ball head, just perfectly, without the finger holes, just perfectly round little bowling ball head. In Jesus' name. Can you rub and just see what you notice? Just check. Just give us a report if, when you notice something different, because this, this is how miracles happen. Yeah. I want to pray for another thing, too. Um, I want to pray for anyone in the room with any type of mobility issues. I'm leaving it very broad, mobility issues. If that makes sense to you, put your hand up, any type of mobility issues. All right, go ahead and stand up if that's you, mobility issues. I apologize for doing this in front of everybody, but I see the Spirit of the Lord on Tiffany. Tiffany, could you come up and pray? I want to have you pray over the people. I know it's hard. She can't say no when I ask in front of everybody. I apologize. I just want to have you. I just see the spirit of the Lord on her, so I want to honor that. Man, I feel the anointing so strong on this. Lord, we just thank you um, that you are the healer. And we ask that all mobility issues would leave right now in Jesus' name. That all... Um, yeah, just anything that's attacking the body that would be restored right now, whether in the arms or the legs or, um, Lord, whatever it is, you know each story, each issue. Lord, we ask for a breakthrough right now in Jesus' name. Yeah, just stay standing. Um, somebody's being healed. It's right here on the right side of your middle back through your ribs. The Lord's healed you. Yeah, knees and ankles are healed in Jesus' name. Shoulder problems. Neck problems, vertebrae problems are whole. This is so weird. I feel heat on the front of my neck right in here. It's brand new thyroids. I, I, somebody's actually had a thyroid removed. The, God's giving brand new thyroids all throughout the room. There's a heart arrhythmia in this section. I don't know where you are, but just raise your hand. Wave at me if this is your heart arrhythmia is being healed right now. Yeah, just right there. 
Yeah, in Jesus' name, be made whole right now in the power of God right now. Heart arrhythmia is being made whole right now in Jesus' name. There's somebody, you have migraine headaches, and I believe you're over in this area. Just put your hand up for me. You get migraine headaches. You get migraine headaches. If that makes sense to you, there's multiple people. Yeah, I just see it. Just right now, just if you're around them, put your hand on them. God's healing them in Jesus' name right now. In Jesus' name right now. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you. We command full mobility. We command all trauma and infirmity to leave bodies in Jesus' name. I want you to take the next 20, 30 seconds. I want you to do what you couldn't do before. Do it right now. Move around. Move your neck. Move your knees. Move your back. If you need to get in the aisle to check, no one's looking at you. They're looking at Jesus. It's not about you. Just do what you couldn't do before. Mobility problems, knee problems, all that stuff. Maybe you had surgery, whatever it is, but you're able to do stuff you couldn't do before. Somebody here, you can't, I mean, I'm watching this one guy, but there's somebody here, you can't lift your arm all the way up like this. Lift it all the way up. You've been healed in Jesus' name. Just move it all the way up right there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you, Lord. If you've been healed or you can feel the power of God in your body, I want you to wave both hands over your head right now. Look all over the room. Look at this. This is incredible. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Give Jesus a shout. You're Lord. You are Lord. You are Lord. I want, I want one or two of those people to quickly come up here. Testify. Why? Because the testimony of Jesus prophesies to other people. Your breakthrough speaks to other people to receive breakthrough. So I want one or two people you felt the power got on you and you're able to do something you couldn't do before to quickly come. Don't wait. Don't sit in your seat for this. This is not about you. This is about the love of God touching other people. So quickly come. Quickly come. Yeah, just give us your name and what God did. Oh, you're wearing a present shirt. Praise <laughs> God. You wore the right shirt today. Give us your name and what God did. My name is Christian. I've been having heart palpitations and just uneven heart beating. And um, it just um, it just started happening when you called it out. And then it suddenly stopped. And that has never happened. And I felt warm, just warm and loved and healed. So. Come back. Come back for a second. Come back for a second. Come back for a second. Oh, man. I just feel, I just feel the only Come up here. Jake, just be near her. Just hang out right there. Take a couple steps back from me. Just stand right there where all the confetti is for me. Right where the confetti is. Right in there. Right where Jake is. Just lift your hands as you do. The power of God touches you. There it is. Woo. That's the spirit of the Lord filling you right there. Man. Who else? I want one more testimony. Just come on up. Quickly come. Quickly come. Quickly come. You're able to do something too before. You're able to move your knee away you couldn't move before. Yeah, just come on up. Come on up. I want to hear. Come on up. Just come on over. Just come on over right over here. Just give us your name and what the Lord did for you. My name is Trish, and you called it out, and I stood up, and my hip popped. My hip's been out of socket for like over a week, and I've been trying to do yoga, and as soon as you said it, I stood up, and it popped, and then I could lift my knee all the way up. That's outstanding. Do me a favor. No, no. Stand right over here for me. Just hang out. Somebody get near her. I just, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm just following what I feel led of the Spirit. Just hang out, daughter. Just stay there. Stay there. The anointing's touching you. Jesus Christ is Lord. If you're like, what's going on right now? Chris doesn't know. He's just trying to follow instructions from heaven. Whatever, whenever we honor what the Spirit of God is doing, we're following his river. When we follow his flow, we follow his go. And when we go with his go, then we begin to know. When we begin to know, then the kingdom of God begins to show. And when the kingdom of God begins to show, the kingdom of God begins to grow. 
There's a flow to the kingdom of God. There's a go to the kingdom of God. Man, I could just feel the anointing getting thicker up here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. People are like, what's the anointing? The anointing is God's presence and power for his purposes. It's not just the presence and power for a church meeting. It's the presence and power for all of your life. You get to flow with his anointing everywhere you go. At work, you get to feel drunk in the spirit. Look at these guys getting drunk. See her? <laughs> the spirit of God's filling her right now. When she came up, I was thinking of a testimony of somebody that was born without a ligament in their hip. Is there anyone here that that makes sense to you? You're born with missing a ligament? Do you have some type of issue similar to that? Does that make sense? Put your hand up. You were born with some kind of issue that limits mobility. I remember a girl named Joy, and she was born without a ligament, and her hip would go out of socket her whole life. If she went like this, she would actually dislocate her hip every time, and she grew a ligament in the meeting that we were in. Does that make sense to anybody? Maybe it's a knee issue, like some kind of issue you were born with. Left ligament. Just stand up and check your body. I believe the Lord's already healed you. Just feel the anointing so strong. Just check, check it right now. Just check it. Do what you couldn't do before what do you mean? Come, come here for just a sec. Come up to the front for just a sec. Just come over here for just a sec. Man, the anointing is so strong up here. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Give Jesus a shout. He's doing stuff. Yeah. Just give us your name and what you're crying. What did you give us your name and what God did for you? Um, my name is Ginger, and he, I think, he restored my ACL, which is um, like I think 100% torn all summer. What couldn't you do before? If I knelt down, when I would come back up, my knee would pop out of socket, and I would like literally wince in pain. And you just did that. Yeah. Do it again one more time. Do it for us. Give Jesus a shout. He's the miracle worker. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. We lift up a shout of victory over every circumstance, over everything that stands against the children of God. We lift up shouts of victory in this place. Shout of victory in this place. Shout of victory in this place. All right. You guys can go sit, help, help the people back to their seats. Man, the drunkenness of God is here. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Come here for a second. Come here for a second. Yeah. <laughs> filled in Jesus' name. Filled. 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 Lay your hands on your neighbor and say filled. I pray that the Lord will offend us with joy this morning. Some of you are like, what's going on in church? Jesus showed up. Jesus showed up to church this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Exodus chapter 33. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. What's going on over there? Come up here. Come up here. Come up here. Some of you in this room, you actually, you legitimately... Do not believe that what's happening is real. The reason you don't, I could feel it. I could hear your thoughts in the spirit. The reason why, hold on just a sec. Hold on just a sec. Yeah, hold on. Hold on just a sec. 
Hold on just a sec. The reason why you don't believe what's happening is real is because you've been trained in unbelief by the church, by family, by structures. You need to reject it. Unbelief is actually a decision. Unbelief is not based on evidence. It's a decision. If I tell you I met Jesus and I saw Jesus, if you don't believe it, it's because you're making a decision. You make a decision not to believe the report. I want to encourage you, if you're here today at the end of the service, if maybe that's you, maybe you need to come to the front and just surrender all to Jesus because he's going to do something dramatic. What, what's your name, bro? Ramon. Ramon. You're welcome. We haven't met before. Nice to meet you. This is my first time. Yeah. This is your first time. I'm glad you came. What, what, what was going on with you? What are these things for here? <laughs> to walk. To walk. What was going on with you before? I had surgery and uh, I couldn't bend it all the way up and now look, I'm just going. <laughs> Give Jesus another shout. Lift up the name of Jesus in this place. We honor you, Lord. Man. Give me that one, too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. This is new for you, bro? Brand new. This is brand new for you? How long have you known the Lord for? Just now. Now, if what's different this morning is different for you, people get excited about football. Why can't they get excited about a resurrected God? I want to tell you this. This room is just a practice field, but out there is the Super Bowl, and you're playing in the game. And you have the ball, and you already have the victory. Exodus chapter 33. Exodus chapter 33. Continue to be healed or receive whatever you need. There's people in this room, you're literally, everything's changing right now. Everything, the complete trajectory of your life is changing today. Like our brother, he said, I said, well, how long have you known the Lord? He said, just now. Just now. You've been placed in a game. And this game is not a game. It's over the souls of men. It's over families and their destiny. And we come to a room like this and we experience miracles in a nightclub. 
But you get to bring the miracles of God to every place which you go. I don't know why the microphone's doing funny stuff. I don't actually need it. I usually hold it so low. Yeah, do it down here. Is that better? Okay. Because I don't need it. I do not need a microphone. God gave me lungs for a reason. You don't need one either. I believe we're in the beginning of a new Jesus movement in Orange County. This afternoon, they're doing a uh, premiere for the third book release of the story of Lonnie Frisbee at the Anaheim Vineyard. It's at 2 o'clock if you want to go. We got to do the second book release here. If you guys don't know who that is, he was a catalyst along with many others, many other people, some of them known, some of them not known, that saw in this region a move of God that went around the world. But see, we look at things like that and we think of them as a sovereign move of God. But I am more and more convinced that God has given us the sovereign spirit of the sovereign Lord. That everywhere we would go, there would be what people would call a move of God. You are a move of the spirit. You've been saturated. You've been put in that river and planted for a reason. To bear fruit in every season. So how do you do that? How does that happen? That's where I'm going to take you today. Exodus 33. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We find the Israelites here. Gosh. In the desert. Overshadowed by God. A cloud would follow them every day. A pillar of fire every night. The Lord literally led them through a sea. Split a sea open and they walked through on dry ground. Some people say, oh, it wasn't very deep. That's your unbelief. That sea was deep. It was a sea. It was not just a marsh. Walked them through not on muddy ground but on dry ground. As if there had never been a limitation there. As soon as they walked Towards the limitation, it was as if there was never one there to begin with. Some of us were talking about the limitations, and God is talking about your emancipation in Christ. He's talking about what is possible. What is possible? All things are possible. So these Israelites have seen signs and wonders for a generation. It says here in Exodus 33, verse 7, Moses, who is simply a pastor, a shepherd of a big mega church. Do you know that everything that God does, he doesn't do small. It may start small, but it always grows big. The Bible says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. Everything that God does, he intends to be big. He does not intend for you to have a little unproductive life. Let's keep reading. Let's see where the Lord leads us in this. Moses took his tent in Exodus 33 and verse 7 and pitched it outside the camp. Why? Far from the camp. He took... The place of meeting with God far away from public opinion. He took the place of meeting with God far away from everyone else's thoughts and opinions so that he could behold the Lord face to face and hear what God was saying and not what what man was saying. That doesn't mean don't be open to the wisdom in a multitude of counselors, but it simply means follow the Lord. So we find Moses pitching his camp 
his tent outside the camp. Moses went out to the tabernacle. All the people rose, and each man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he'd gone to the tabernacle. That says in the previous verse that everyone that wanted to seek the Lord was invited to go to that place, but only a few people did. Why? Because they didn't understand how good their father was. You see, every time you see a supernatural work, a supernatural testimony, it's an invitation for you to walk in that same dominion everywhere you go. It's an invitation to you. Pastor Jesse, Jessica, whatever leader, whatever person you behold in ministry or in life or in purpose that you see doing great things with God does not have a better God than you. I love, there's a, there's a worship leader in Reading. He decided to run for Congress. People would say, well, what qualifications does he have to run for Congress? He knows God. That's enough. That's enough. He saw the issues with our generation. He saw the issues of identity issues with our generation. He saw the government of this state trying to come against the people of God and the purposes of God. And he said, no, not in my generation, not with my children. Did you know that any government that stands against the purposes of God will fall? And that the purposes of God will prevail against any government that stands against the purposes of God. Righteousness exalts a nation. Pastors today are afraid to speak about issues that the world is propagating that are anti-Christ in nature. My brothers, my sisters, maybe, maybe in this room you feel afraid to talk about things that God cares about, like the rights for the unborn. Imagine if somebody had fought against your rights to be born and God's dream of your life didn't get to come to pass and we didn't have you here in this room. God fought for the rights of politicians that stand against the rights of the unborn, that those politicians would even be born that are speaking against the rights of the unborn. In our state today, there's an agenda that says that pastors can't speak about truth around gender. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the male and female. He created them. That means there's only two options. There's only two options. Now, if we're confused about those two options, we can either side with confusion or we can go to the word of God. Everyone in this room, you're going to find a point in your life where you have to surrender your opinion to God's opinion. And as soon as you do, you're going to find freedom. But Chris, it doesn't, I just don't feel that way about it. This is not about feelings. This is about truth. There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end of that way is death. Jesus said these words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That, what does that mean? That means that his words define reality. His words define truth. There are agendas in the state that actually, I have a friend, he's fighting this kind of stuff right now and nationally, that says you can't do counseling towards people that are dealing with gender confusion. Because they're made, they've already made that illegal. 
in certain places. But see, here's the thing. Deliverance is for all of us. I was born with a gender issue. Do you know what that issue was? I was a sinner, and I needed to get born again. If you're in this room, you were born into dysfunction by the fact that you were born in a world subject to dysfunction. But Jesus Christ is real and he's alive and he came to liberate you from that dysfunction. He came to bring freedom to every area of life. You are not your feelings, you're not your thoughts, you're what God says about you. As soon as you begin to see what God says about you, you will find yourself walking in what God says about you. You are a product of the words that other people have spoken over you or that you've been continually speaking over your life. If you don't like the way your life is right now, start speaking the word of God over your life and you'll start living the word of God in your life. Now, if you're dealing with issues of confusion in any area of life, dealing with pain in any area of life, that doesn't mean don't open up to people. Go up to somebody and say, hey, pray for me. I feel all kinds of stuff around this issue. But in that moment, you're opening yourself up to truth so that you would start to walk in it. You're in this room. You're called to be an answer to these things. Like Moses, you're called to set your tent up outside the camp of public opinion so that you can bring the answers of heaven to the needs of a generation. Our generation is dying, but our generation will be saved. How does that happen? By the preaching of a simple message that Jesus Christ is truly alive, that he's really here, that he's given us authority. Let's keep reading a few more verses. We're going to go for a bit more. If you get done before me, just slide out. I won't get mad at you, I promise. Came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle, the pillar of cloud descended and stood the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. The people saw the pillar. They stand at their own tent doors and watched from afar off. I don't want to be one of those people. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. He would return to the camp, but his servant, Yeshua, Yehoshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Go with me to Joshua chapter 1. The Israelites are led to a turning point. They're led to the end of the desert, and they're led to the things that have been spoken about for an entire generation. They're led to the River Jordan. Now, I've been to the River Jordan. It's actually not all that impressive, but it's not just a few feet deep. 12, 15 feet deep in different places. There's holes in it. There's all different kinds of things. Water flows through it. And in the rainy season, which is when this was going on, and when we read in Joshua chapter 1, it actually overflows its banks. This is taking place in the month of April after the winter when the snow from Mount Hermon melts, overflows the upper Jordan, flows into the Sea of Galilee, and then overflows into the lower Jordan. And it begins to flood into the marshlands around the river, and then it goes down to the Dead Sea. So here we find Joshua in Joshua chapter 1. And it says these words, read it with me, Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord... You see, 
There's a generation that's gone before us to hand off a baton to us. But now it's our turn. And we can't look to other people to run this race for us. You can't look to the Billy Grahams anymore. They're in heaven. You can't look to the people of the past generation to bring about breakthrough in this generation. You're not called to look for breakthrough. You're called to bring breakthrough. You're not called to come to church to get a breakthrough. You're called to come to church to bring a breakthrough outside of the church. This is who you are. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's me. It came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Forget about Moses. Forget about the things that are behind you. Therefore, arise, go over this Jordan. Go over it. You and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place upon which the sole of your foot treads, I have given to you. All of the promises of God in Christ Jesus are Yes and amen. amen. What does that mean? That means that God's promise to Joshua is increased upon your life. That literally every place which you go has been given to you. Not so you can dominate it as some worldly king, but that you could serve it with the king of kings. That every place upon which the sole of your foot treads, government, business, education, the home, every place has been given to you, and you've been given a voice from heaven. Joshua is probably wondering what's going to happen. Moses is gone. The people have been following Moses. But Joshua would go in that tent, and he would feel that same presence that Moses felt. I wonder if he heard something, too. He would feel the electric waves of the electrifying God. He would feel the everlasting God brooding. It says of that tent that literally the breath of God would fill that tent and the curtains would move with the breath of God. Joshua would be in there feeling the very vibration of heaven. But Moses is dead. Go over this Jordan. I've given this land to you. Verse 4. Verse 5. No one can stand before you. The church loves to talk about the devil resisting them. Do you know in James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, it says these words, submit therefore to God. What does that mean? It's a military term. It means come into God's mission to seek and save those who are lost and to bring the kingdom of heaven to every sphere of society. Submit ourselves to God's mission to bring people, lost people, home to heaven and bring heaven to earth. God's mission is multifaceted, but it's to bring earth to heaven and heaven to earth. Now, some of us were real comfortable with the latter. It's like transformation. We want to have that type of stuff. We'll see transformation. But evangelism gets really scary. Why? Because it requires you opening up your mouth and talking about the Jesus that you know. But if you open your mouth, he will fill it. And you'll see Jesus' kingdom show up everywhere you go. Some of us are just like, I want to see more miracles. Preach more gospel, you'll see more miracles. Preach his word, you'll see miracles happen everywhere you go. Submit there. Come into the mission of God. 
the mission of God for your family, the mission of God for your friends, the mission of God for those that are lost, the mission of God for the sphere that he's put you in, the workplace you're in. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That word resist, it doesn't mean like, oh, run from the devil or oh, cower in the prayer closet from the devil because you feel like he's attacking you. You know, anytime you say the words feel like, you're actually not talking about your feelings. You're actually telling people what you believe. I just feel like I'm under attack. That's because you believe that you're under attack and that belief has been dominating your life for your entire Christian walk because you were taught wrong. You were taught that you were under the devil instead of over the devil. You are over the devil. I'm gonna, you guys don't believe me. Colossians chapter two, let's read it. Colossians chapter two, let's read it. Let's read it. Let's read it. Colossians chapter two, let's read it. Is this okay? If it's not okay, leave quickly because it's gonna get worse. Colossians chapter two, verse eight. Beware lest anyone cheat you, lest any message come against the dominion of Christ, lest any message come across the fact that you've been delivered from sin and you've been seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Beware those things that come against you. For in him, verse 9, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. What does that mean? That means that in Christ, all of God is made manifest. Christ is the message of the Father made manifest in the flesh. Everywhere he went, sickness disappeared. Everywhere he went, sin was forgiven and people didn't walk in it anymore. See, we've made sin into this thing that like, oh, God forgives it. Now he wears these rosy colored glasses, so he's not mad at you anymore. No, see, God wasn't mad at you to begin with. He was mad at what was destroying you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But he's not just wearing rosy colored glasses. He's actually brought you into heavenly places to where the things that bound you don't get to bind you anymore unless you continue to believe in them more than the gospel. I'm going to say it again. Unless you continue to believe in them more than the gospel. This gospel is not just the good news of you're going to go to heaven one day, pie in the sky when you die. Like Jessica said, this gospel is the message of abounding everlasting life now in the flesh, dominion life, resurrection life. Jesus is not struggling with sin. Jesus is not struggling with the devil. Jesus is not struggling with sickness. Jesus is sitting on a throne waiting for his enemies to be made a footstool for his feet, waiting for the message to be preached to the world. You are what? complete in him, verse 10. He is the head of all principality and power. Those words are speaking of governmental systems, both in the earth and the spirit. He is the head of every governmental system. What is that? So what does that mean? There's a lot of governmental systems that are in rebellion to him, but you get to subject them to him. In him, you were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. What kind of circumcision? Not the cutting off of the foreskin of a, of a little baby. I have a daughter, so I'm thinking, I'm like, man, the future. That's like, what does that look like? Like, you know, you take them into the doctor's office and a little snip, snip, cut, cut, and it's never there to be found again. See, this circumcision is a lot more than a physical circumcision. It's a circumcision made without hands by the putting off of what? The body of 
dysfunction. The word sins, hamartia, means falling short of glory. It means falling short of everything God intended for you. It means falling short of wealth. It means falling short of abundance. It means falling short of being a multimillionaire. It means falling short of bringing life and abundance to every sphere of influence. Hey, how are you supposed to feed the poor if you're not rich? I'm going to kick this one in the face a little bit more. If I gave everyone in this room a million dollars, you'd be pretty happy. God has given you a lot more than a million dollars. He's given you the very ability to produce wealth, it says in Deuteronomy 8.18. He's given you the ability to literally create wealth. Genesis chapter 12, God said to Abraham, I will bless you and make your name great. Not just God's name, but his name. I will bless you and make your name great. And what? You will be a blessing. How are you going to be a blessing if you're not living in the blessing? See, I'm not believing for millionaires to come to our church to buy buildings. I'm believing for people in the church that are sitting here right now that have nothing in their bank account to build the house of God. See, this gospel message takes people from negative infinity to positive infinity. It takes you from zero to hero. This message just doesn't just improve your life a little bit. This message seats you with Christ in the heavenly realms. The putting off of the body of sins of the flesh. But Chris, you, my flesh, you know, I just keep messing up my flesh. Yeah, because you still believe you have one. I'm gonna say it again. You know what? You guys aren't listening. You still believe that you have this flesh thing that's still coming against you. No. You've been separated from that body. You've been separated from the public things that hurt you before. You've been separated from shame. You've been separated from depression. You've been separated from fear. You've been separated from your family. The, 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 the cycles that came against you in your family that you still talk about, that still come out of your mouth, those have been separated from you. You are not subject to the abuses that happened to you when you're five years old. You're not subject to the abuses that happened to your family. You're not subject to the rejections that happened to you. You are no longer subject to those things. You have been delivered. That's in Colossians chapter one, verse 13. You have been delivered. Say it with me. I've been delivered. delivered. Some of you don't believe me, but it's the word of God. It's true. I don't believe your report. I believe his. But I just don't feel that way, Chris. Well, you can respond to the altar call at the end. You'll get delivered today. I was in a a meeting one time, and there was a, uh, all these people were getting drunk in the spirit. All the laughter was breaking out, like you guys running around. And uh, this one guy was laughing, but it just didn't feel right to me. So I walked over to him, and I just grabbed his hand. People, bodies all over the world. I grabbed his hand. As soon as I grabbed his hand, the Lord showed me in a vision that he was subject to a lie. He was subject to bondage. He's sitting there believing that he's a homosexual. Why? Because he'd been sleeping around with girls, and it wasn't satisfying him. And immorality led to immorality. God has a plan for us. Male and female, he created them. He has a design for you. You're not your feelings. 
You can be set free this morning if you're willing to yield your feelings to him. And I, and I grabbed this guy's hand and I, and I said to him, I said, you've been sleeping around with different girls and you're starting to think you're gay because of these things are going. He says, that's all true. That's all true. I said, the Lord's going to set you free right now. All of a sudden, he starts screaming this guttural scream out of his belly. But it wasn't the Lord's scream. It was a devil that was being tormented by love. I looked at the young man. I said, I'm about to hug my friend. And as I hug him, all of you are going to leave. And in that moment, this look of terror came over this young man's face. Because in that moment, deliverance was about to happen. He got radically set free. Deliverance is real. Deliverance is happening today. Let's read a couple more verses and I'll land the plane. He wiped out the handwriting against us. You were buried with him in baptism, verse 12. You were raised with him through the faith in the working of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead in your trespasses, the uncircumcision of your flesh. He made you alive together with him, having forgiven. That word there literally means deleted or forgotten, never to be remembered again. If God's not remembering your yesterday, why are you? If God's not remembering your yesterday, why are you? Now, if you're living in a pattern and it's unrepentant, you haven't come to the Lord. It says, confess your sins to one another and he's faithful and just to what? Forgive, cleanse, forgive, delete and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. If you're in this room and you're living in sin, you need to confess. You need to say, I, I've been a sinner and I'm confessing today and I'm turning from it. Why? Because you're humbling yourself before the Lord. You're allowing his finished work to have effect in your life. You respond to calls to come to the front. You respond to these things. And you say, I'm just going to give everything today. I'm going to surrender everything. I'm going to put it all on the altar. Not just part, not just part of my life, everything. He wiped out the handwriting that was contrary to us, nailed it to the cross. Verse 15, having disarmed principalities and power, he made a public spectacle of them. Some of you in this room, you think if you start pursuing the will of God, the devil's going to come after you. Guess what? If you start pursuing the will of God, the devil's going to start running from you. I'm going to say it again. You think you legitimately, I used to think this way. I used to think, well, if I fully go into the kingdom, you know, I'm not going to be able to reach people. If I'm fully on fire, I'm not going to be able to reach people. Or the devil's going to start coming after my life. This verse here where Jesus, it says of Jesus in Colossians 2, Paul speaking, says he disarmed principalities and powers. It literally means, literally means that Jesus pulled the devil's pants down and they are still around his ankles. You ever see someone try to run with their pants pulled down? You get near to them and you just give them a little tap and they fall over. The devil is an emaciated being that we're going to look upon one day and say, is this the one that deceived the nations? Wow. Now, some of you, as I talk like this, you start feeling nervous. You're like, oh my gosh, the devil's going to start attacking Chris now. The devil cannot get within 100 miles of my home. You see how much faith we put in Satan and how little faith we put in God. You've been given dominion. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. 
all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples, followers of all people groups, all systems, every individual. Go. Why? Because you're his body. You're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. If the devil is below Jesus' feet, then even the lowest person in the body of Christ is above every power of Satan. But Chris, it doesn't feel like that. That's because you're not reading the word and confessing the word over your life. You're reading public opinion. You haven't set your tent up outside of the camp where the Lord is speaking over you. Just stand your feet. We just want to pray. Mm. I'm going to give a call. I'm going to give multiple calls. But the first call I'm going to give right now is the call to surrender everything to Jesus. Just put your hand on your heart. Close your eyes everywhere in this room. If you're here today and you made it into this room, You may have been like me at 19 years old. You would have called yourself a Christian. But like me, your life looked like hell. And God spoke to me. He said, Chris, you say that you've given me everything, but you haven't. I love you so much that I'll let you keep living the way that you're living. But you know the end of it. And I knew in that moment that my life was sliding to a place that I didn't want to go. Lord said to me, he said, Chris, give up your girlfriend. She's not your wife. Praise God I did that one. He said to me, Chris, you care so much what other people think, but you don't care about what I think. You fear people more than you fear me, and it's killing you. You're here in this room, and you're seeing these miracles happen. You're like, well, I've seen this before. Maybe you've grown up around church. Just because you go to church, it doesn't make you a follower. Just as much as going to Burger King doesn't make you a burger or in and out or wherever burger place you like. Umami. Praise God. You're here today. I'm speaking to you. The Bible says you must be born again. How do you know if you're born again? You're seeing and beholding and walking with the kingdom and the king of the kingdom. Maybe you're in this room and you walked away a long time ago. God's calling you home today. I'm going to give a call first. If you're here, you've never been born again. You've never said yes to Jesus. You've never received forgiveness of sins and said, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. You surrendered your life for me in love. You laid down your life. God, the least I can do is return my life to love. He doesn't want to control you. He wants to free you. He doesn't want to control you. He wants to free you. He doesn't want to control you. He wants to free you. He says, come and follow me. Come and drink from the river that has no end. Come and walk free from sin forevermore. If you're here and you've never been born again, all eyes are closed. I'm praying right now. If you're already born again, you can pray in the spirit. Just pray under your breath. If you're here this morning, you've never been born again. Now's the time I want you to put your hand up and say, I, I need to be born again. I need Jesus. Put your hand up quickly. Anywhere in this room, you've never been I see that hand. Anywhere else? Anywhere else? Put your hand up quickly. Way up in the air so I can see. I need to see your hand. 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 Anywhere else? Awesome. Do me a favor. Have a seat. Everybody have a seat for just a sec. I saw. All right. You guys can open your eyes. 
If you're here anywhere in this room, if you're in this section and you know that you need to surrender to Jesus today, maybe, maybe you've already been born again, but you want to be included in this prayer. Just put your hand up. You say, I want to surrender everything to Jesus. Anything, I can see that hand. Anywhere else. You're in this section, you want to surrender everything. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see. Who else? Anywhere. I see that hand, sir. Anywhere else. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Anywhere else. Anyone in this section. I see that hand. All right. If you raised your hand for either of those calls, I want, um, I want some of our prayer team to come on up into this area right now. Just come quickly, come, quickly come. And I want, if you, if you raise your hand for either of those calls, I need you also to go where they're going right now. I want you to go where they're going. Get up out of your seat. If you raised your hand, I just want you to go to them and I want you to tell them, just, just whisper. You don't have to give a long history of your life, but tell them what you're surrendering today. Tell them what you're surrendering today. Now I'm gonna pray for everybody else. Um, I'm going to have you stand again. Just stand up. As you do, the power of God's going to start touching people all over this room. All over this room. Hold your hands in front of you. Power of God is just starting to touch people all over this room right now. Some of you are feeling immense heat and power come on you. Some of you are feeling like a vibration. Some of you are feeling waves of God's power, waves of his presence. I'm going to begin to pray. As I pray, I really believe the Holy Ghost is going to really apprehend people right now. He's going to apprehend you for service. He's going to apprehend you for service. For service. Bible says, but you shall receive power when what? The Holy Ghost comes upon you. His presence is coming upon you right now. And like Joshua, you are going to lead the charge of God's people to a river. When they went towards that river, it wasn't until they started to walk down into the river, Jordan, that the water started to part. The same way it happened for Moses is the same way it happened for Joshua. What God did in the prior generation to save our nation, touch our nation, he's going to do more with you. But you're not in a desert. You're walking into a promised land where you conquer everything that comes against you. Joshua commanded the sun to stand still so he could have a battle. And that's recorded in natural history all over the world by different cultures that the sun either stood still or on the other side of the world, it was dark for 36 hours. You have power to produce wealth. You have power to produce prosperity. You have power to bring about the things of the kingdom in every sphere of influence. I, I really believe, I want to call this first. If you're feeling waves of power come over your body, I want you to come quickly to the front first and we're going to start to pray. The pastoral team's going to pray or uh, Jake or some of the people that aren't falling over are going to pray. We're going to pray for you. God is going to do stuff here. We're going to dismiss the service. If you've got to get your kids, you get your kids. But if you're feeling power, come quickly to the front and then we're going to pray for everybody else. I love you, I bless you, but I feel the Lord wanting to touch people profoundly this morning. He's here right now. He's here right now. He's here. Surrender everything to him. Surrender everything. Maybe you need to be delivered today. Today is the day of deliverance. Maybe you need to be set free. Today is the day of healing. Today is the day of freedom. In Jesus' name, I take dominion over everything that stood against you. I break its power. I break the feelings of attraction to same-sex gender. I break it in the name of Jesus right now. I curse every power that would come against you in the name of Jesus. I say to every governmental power that the church is coming after you in this generation. I say right now in this place that the power of God is manifest in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.